This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, how's it going? Just kidding. You've reached Tanner's answering machine. Leave a message at the beep. Tanner, pick up. Pick up. Okay, this can't wait. I have to tell you about Maggie Bloom. Okay, you know her? how her dad is like this big-time producer, Hayden Bloom, and he's like in charge of the movie that's coming out, Fatal Judgment, which has got really bad reviews. Um, she's like super driven, but like, you know, like she's a straight-A student and everything, but she's like falling in with this crowd who are like, you know the band in school that is called Vanish? There's that guy James is in it, and they practice in Rico Chavez's garage. Well, so, like, they were looking for a backup singer, and Maggie Bloom uh, at first didn't want to audition, but she ended up, like, singing at one of their practices, and they chose her to be a backup singer. But her dad was having a premiere of Fatal Judgment at the same time as the Battle of the Bands that they were in, and uh, Maggie, like, ended up saying that she wasn't going to be in the Battle of the Bands, but at the last second she decided to sneak out of the premiere with Ducky, uh, who drove her to the Battle of the Bands, and uh, Justin Randall was there, and he was watching. And he, like, I think he was, like, really into it. I think they're into each other, and I think they're an item. Anyway, they got second place at Battle of the Bands, and Maggie got in major trouble. Um, and Vanish is, like, cool as hell. And they played one of her songs, and it was called Hey Down There. Um, uh, anyway, call me back. Jack, welcome to the show. Yes. My name is Tanner Greenring. Your name is Jack Shepard. Yes. We record a podcast called... What's it called? I actually don't remember. I think it's called Babysitter's Club Club, but that's a misnomer because we don't talk about... Babysitting is lame now. Oh, babysitting is lame now, and actually, Jack, um, I have something to say about that, which is this. Is it the name of the book we read? I was a nervous wreck when I got home. Mom nonchalantly asked me where I'd been. I nonchalantly yep. mumbled something about the we, we Kids Club. We Kids Club. Yep. She totally fell for it, despite the fact that the We Kids Club had been practically defunct for ages. Oh, has it? Has it? That's has news it? to fucking me, yep. Maggie Bloom. And we did yeah. read uh, California Diaries, Maggie Number three, Book One. Maggie Book One. Yep. Yeah, it's easy to say. I didn't realize that the Wee Kids Club was done. You know what I'm just realizing, Tanner? Yeah. Well, two things. One, Orem, Open Road Integrated Media, left out the heart, didn't they? Because they couldn't even fucking be bothered. Orem? Orem? We paid $100. I have now paid $60. 
American dollars yeah. to read three of your books, and you have disappointed me over and over again. <laughs> and this week, it was just a slap in the face when you've refused yeah. to even print the heart emoji yeah. in We Heart Kids Club. I'm not surprised that We Heart Kids Club has gone defunct if their flyers just say We Kids Club. We Kids Club. And it's like, well, I'm they, not going to trust my kids with we kids. blank Kids Club is what it says. <laughs> we kill Kids Club. <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, it could be that. It's vague enough that I wouldn't trust it unless I were desperate for a babysitter. Jamie and I use a babysitting club now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To watch our kid. The, the irony. And it's like a service. You fill out a form and they send you a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And last night we went to a, a basketball game, as mm-hmm. we are wont to do, and called the service and said, we need a, a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And they said, great, Lauren will come and watch your son. She's um, Irish born, moved here from Dublin a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, and sh- uh, she's like a trained babysitter. I'm like, great. Hey. I was like, that's weird. We've used this service three or four times. Mm-hmm. And every single time it's been an Irish. Oh, woman. that's a thing. And it turns out it's a thing. And it's this, a thing. this service specifically deals with Irish people because there's some kind of thing where Irish people get visas, but they can't mm-hmm. do certain kinds of work, so they end up all being like bartenders and babysitters. Uh, for like a summer abroad. Very common. Yeah. Very so common. We just had like a parade of young Irish women come and essentially put our kid to bed the second we leave and then sit and watch Apple TV for three that's hours great. until we get So home. two things are going to happen. One is going to be a slow burn. The first thing that's going to happen is your like Apple TV suggestions, your Netflix suggestions. <laughs> Yeah. Are all going to be like Irish Jersey Shore, <laughs> <laughs> the Dublin Shore. <laughs> yeah. And that's the short term thing. Right. The long term thing is that Miles is going to grow up with like a little to bit have of like a, lilt. a thick Irish lilt. And that'll be beautiful. Both of those things are probably I'm great. Happy with finding the, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy with either of those things. The um, second thing that I have realized from the We Heart Kids Club reference in uh, Orem's Maggie book one. Sorry. There is, is no, actually. You're mistaken. Sorry, the We Kids there Club. There is no We Heart Kids Club. The right reference to, to We Kids Club being defunct is, let me tell you this. Let me run this by you, Tanner. Yeah. This year takes place contemporaneously yep. with the events of the Babysitter's Club. Does yes. it not? They're it must because this is Maggie's Britney moment. That's, okay, right. And we when we meet Maggie right. in the BSC, She's she just already having... has funky hair. Right. Okay. That's good. Yep. Okay. Nice. So you've pinpointed it in time. Yeah. Here's the thing we also know. Whenever Dawn calls in to the Babysitter's Club There's meeting, a character called Dong? Da- D- uh, Dawn. Schaefer. Oh, Dawn. She's in this book. Okay. Whenever she calls into the Babysitter's Club, they're like, oh, how's We Heart Kids Club going? And she's like, oh, great. It's going fine. Right. So somebody's fucking lying. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a single moment of sitting in the three- we're well, one fifth of the way through these books. Nobody's done any babysitting, and there aren't any babies in Palo City. And what we just heard from Maggie that the We Heart, the We Kids Club, is defunct. Right, the We Kids Club. We blank Kids Club. There's so many bad words that fit into that <laughs> blank, Maggie. Even if There's it's so like, few good words. 
Like we discipline kids. Like even if it's like not the worst kind of thing, it's still not great. Right. We ignore kids. We fight kids. <laughs> and that just leads more questions and answers because like do you yeah. mean you have fights with kids or do you like fight them like they're like gamecocks? Right. And if it's the latter, I'm interested. Yeah, What's the prize? <laughs> if it's the former, no, that's terrible. Outrageous. Outrageous. Um, Tanner, the book was a good one, and we was loved it. it. And it was yes. good. It was good. Yeah, Maggie, what an interesting character. I She's actually so do. Cool. This book was very good, and god damn do I love these books. And I'll yeah. say this. God damn do I love it when Anne writes these books. You think this was Anne? I think so. I have no reason to believe okay. it wasn't. So this is another question about Orin. Here's why I think it was Anne. Here's why I think it was Anne. The Dawn Book One had no mm-hmm. preface. Right. Assumed it's Anne. Okay. Sunny Book One had a preface that said, author gratefully acknowledges Peter Lorantris for his help in preparing this manuscript. Mm-hmm. Pete Book. Yeah. This one, no preface. Here's why I think it was Pete Tanner. Okay. And that the shadowy group called Open Road Integrated Media is trying to erase him because okay. I also noticed that they didn't put his an acknowledgement to him in and it's preface. Peter Razor. But here I am on the California Diaries Wikipedia page and it says books number two, three, four, five, six, nine, ten, and fourteen were ghost written by Peter Larangis. So somebody's lying. Someone's lying to us and I think it's Orem. I think it's Orem. There were also a bunch of very funny jokes that I'm not saying Anne is There were very funny jokes, and there were very good burns, and I don't think Anne is incapable, but I don't know what to think now. Yeah, I don't know what to think either. And I feel like I have – I'm like eating out of Scholastic's hand because I pride myself, Jack, on being a babysitter's club slash wheat kids club expert. And I feel like I can see a – I can – I can – Taste a ghostwriter on the wind. Yeah. Like I can smell their urine on the mm-hmm. wind. Like before and that's a good they, way like, of saying it. When they're still yeah. like a mile away from me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like a um, – they're the predator and I'm the prey. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten very good at like recognizing signs of like ghostwriters. Yes. And now they've taken away – they're like wearing like fox piss. You know, uh, like Orem has like doused them in fox piss. So you can't tell. And I can't tell. And I'm just like, now I'm like, well, I don't know. I, now I don't know. And I'm you're, I'm questioning everything. And classic's like, exactly. That's exactly right. We want you to be confused. You've lost the scent. I've lost the scent. And that's how they get you. And I'm like, I'm looking around nervously. Yeah. I'm at the watering hole and I'm looking around nervously. And it's just like, you can see the like. Pete and Ann in the like deep yeah. grass right behind me, like getting ready to pounce. You gave Hercules one of Pete's like sweat socks. <laughs> and Go, even Hercules like <laughs> 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 like takes me to the upper west side. Like, <laughs> he's here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think it's Pete. Okay. I don't know how we're gonna get to the bottom of it, but I believe this was written by Pete. I think it was a great book and it was just so he I think it was so narratively strong. I guess you know what it comes down to. Yeah, is this bo- this book is very Tolkien esque. It's Tolkien esque. That's exactly. Right. It's punctuated by these poems and songs, mm. and they're so beautiful. And which which writer 
Anne or Pete, which you describe as Tolkien-esque, I guess. Well, they both like to weave lore in different ways. Like, I'm sure that Pete has written all of the, like, different, like, languages that all of his characters in this book that don't even appear. There's, like, a whole, like, gnome society that lives under Palo City, and he's written their whole language. Right. But that doesn't—he didn't even put that in the book. Right. But Anne thinks about the big narrative structure and the hero cycle, and, like, that's her great strength. And we have both of that in this book. Right. Maybe they collaborate. Um, I did write you a poem. Me? Okay. I wrote your poem. Uh, okay. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. So uh, Maggie wrote one for um, for Sunny. Sunny. And I actually based my poem that I wrote for you on the poem that Maggie wrote for Sunny. Okay. It's really beautiful. So Maggie in this book. Sorry, did you say uh, it's really beautiful? <laughs> what does that mean? I did say it's really I did say it's really beautiful, but and now that I'm kinda of looking at it, I'm realizing that's a bad description of it because it Is doesn't it be- have any, any beetles in it at all. I'm kind of I'm looking through and I initially thought that I put a bunch, but I must have like because I spent most of the day on this. Right. And I must have cut the beetles out. Okay. So it's not it was beetleful and now it's not. It's okay. quite beautiful though. Okay. Maggie in this book writes a bunch of poems. She's an aspiring. She's like become at the beginning of the novel. She's become um, the like head of the poetry magazine at right. her school. Yeah, um, and she also uh, is, spends a lot of the book agonizing about whether or not to audition for this fucking awesome band called Vanish. Yeah, who's my new favorite band. And very cool. And she writes a lot of lyrics for that. Vi- Can we do a, qu- a quick segment? Okay, I was going to read you a poem. It's called Vibe Check. Okay, yeah, okay, uh, definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, welcome to Vibe Check. Welcome to Vibe Check. If you had to say the vibe of Vanish compared yeah. to, to uh, like a band <laughs> of the mid to late 90s, yeah. what would you say? All right, so it's... I've got um, a strong answer. Okay, I want to say, I think... Well, so the, at one point they have like a um, like a uh, Maggie does like a piano solo part. Yep, yep, yep. I've got okay. I've got a a cool one and like the same thing but mainstream. Okay. The cool one is Sunny Day Real Estate. Okay. I think it's like like diary era Sunny Day Real Estate, especially like the piano ballads. How will they know just where to find? And then the the mainstream version of same vibe is Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. What's your vibe? Live. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> looking at these lyrics yeah. and like kind of yeah. looking at the like you know mopey dread of it all. Yeah. It's it, live. It really rings live to and me. And James is Ed Kowalczyk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's cool. I dig that. That's not too far off. It's not too far off. It's like, I think Goo Goo Dolls is not bad, but Goo Goo Dolls is a little too pop. Yeah. Whereas, like, these guys have songs called, like, Fallen Angel. So I know? wrote down a list of what all their songs that are mentioned. They are called, in order, Calico Rat Love Blues. Mm-hmm. Calico Rat is cool. <laughs> Because I don't think that's a thing. I mean, it could be. And that makes me think Pete wrote this. Fallen Angel, Hookshot, 
and hey down there. Is hookshot like a hockey thing? It's a basketball thing. Oh, it is a basketball thing. I think that you have them in both. That's embarrassing. Um, can I read you this poem? It is. It is a hockey thing. Oh, it's. I think it's both. Basketball. Well, I don't get. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made it famous. Yeah, but I guess I don't get what their song would be about then. I think it's probably metaphor. That's what it's about. Oh, you think it's about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? No, I think it's about the confusion. It's about a dude. Okay. Who thinks? The woman is talking about hockey. Oh, God, how embarrassing. And she thinks she's talking about basketball. Yeah. And it's like this miscommunication between like genders and the two, like these two people who are like skirting around this like interest like in one another. Cultural oh, phenomenon. Yeah. Wow, that's so profound. Right. Um, I wrote you a poem. Okay, I'm excited to hear it. Um, so Maggie writes a lot of poems in the book. One of the poems she writes is for Sonny, who's like going through a tough time. Okay. And the poem is like about their friendship. And so I kind of use that as a jumping off point and I'd love to read it to you. Okay. For Tanner. We took a cab at four in the morning with the winter sun still hiding. I was afraid I'd be lost by the time we got past the prequels. We watched one, then two, then three. We were 37 and 32, respectively. And though the sun has risen, it's ever darker here and I feel lost. Have I seen too much Hayden Christensen to enjoy the original trilogy? But you smiled through it. Rise, my friend. Blaze, my friend. Use your light and guide me through the darkness until the Force awakens. <sighs> that is based on a true story. I, uh, <clears throat> I have a question. Yeah. And I know that, like, the thing about art is like it's open to interpretation and the intention of the artist is not always the message to the audience. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I want to say my interpretation of this beautiful work of art. Yeah. <laughs> that you've read to me. Yeah. Um I did like a deep read on it, and I think what the artist was trying to say mm-hmm. is his friend's enthusiasm for Star Wars mm-hmm. is so strong <laughs> that it's made him rethink <laughs> the prequel trilogy, and he is actually seeing some of the merits in it and seeing some of the okay, getting some form of enjoyment out of it. I, you know what, your interpretation is just as valid as anyone. So, like, right. it's not my what I thought while I was writing it is like not important. Jack and I, when The Force Awakens came, The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Came out. Mm-hmm. Jack and I and our friend Will. Yeah, I erased Will from this poem. Okay. And that's fine. It just didn't, I couldn't find a way to fit him in. Because yeah. I had a line that was like, and we picked up Will Varner. Right. I mean, it just like. It doesn't work. Kind of, yeah, it took away from like the poignancy of. We went to a, um, 
all-day film screening where they showed the prequels and then the original trilogy, and then it ended at midnight with a midnight screening of The Force Awakens when it first Mm -hmm. came out on, like, the Thursday that it came out. Started at 4.30. Started at 4.30 in the morning. So imagine waking up at 2 in the morning to go watch Star Wars Episode (laughs) One: The Phantom Menace. Sucked so bad, and then it's like, and then realize that like it's gonna be seven or eight hours before you watch a good Star Wars movie. <laughs> I mean, that's that's subjective. Yeah, but <laughs> um, but you helped me through it, and I'll always remember that, and I'll always cherish that because your your enthusiasm was infectious. Do you want to hear the one for Sunny for reference? Yes. For Sonny, we held hands at the Hollywood Bowl as the summer sun set. I was afraid I'd be lost if I let go. We were two. We were three. We were 13. Powerful. I thought that was powerful. And still the sun sets, but my fingers grip air and I feel lost. Have I let go or have you? Rise, my friend. Blaze, my friend. I took that directly. Use your light and find me, my friend. Oh, and that is actually. I think she's probably talking about. So ninety seven was probably the um, uh, the, the remasters. Yeah, yeah. So that she's talking about Emperor Palpatine as well. Rise. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and she anticipated. And Rise that's of why Skywalker. you had the thought. I think. Yeah, it might be. Well, I was just trying to think of like a profound experience that we shared together. We've shared so many profound experiences together, and the Star Wars movie marathon is the one. We also did an Avengers movie marathon. Do you remember the? 12 yeah. hours that we sat and watched Avengers movies? <laughs> yeah, that was brutal, too. <laughs> but that like gets better and better because it starts with Hulk. It started with Hulk, and it, this was when the first Avengers movie came out. Yeah. We did the same thing. Um, anyway, did you write me a poem? Or? Um, I, uh, <clears throat> um, I, 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 I could. Oh, no. Okay, no, if you didn't, that's okay. I just thought to write you a poem. I, just, I feel like bad, I guess. I thought I could. I didn't realize that we were going to be doing. I didn't. I didn't know that we were doing poems. No, it's not, it wasn't mandatory. I just, you know, I just was moved to to write you a poem. I thought you might have, you know, been moved as well. But that's okay. Um, Tanner, what we like to do is a segment where we talk about the uh, words that were on the front of the book. While we were talking about kind of poetry and poetic sensibilities, mm-hmm. I thought now might be a good time to get into that segment. Okay. And it's a segment that we don't have a name for, but it's basically like, what would your diary words be? These words are written on Um, and the words on the front of this diary. I think it's uh, called on the... What's on Your Tombstone. No, that's a pizza commercial. But, like, it's sort of thematically. It, well, those those were pizza commercials in the 90s. Were they? A. And B, okay. it's kind of thematically right, right? Okay. Yeah. So the segment is called What's on Your Tombstone. Perfect. Okay, great. And it's kind of I... got like a wet country western sort of vibe. Great. And should I write another song or? Um... Yeah. 
Okay. And it perfect. should be kind of country western. Okay, great. I'll definitely do that. Yeah. And that's and you can tell because that's definitely playing right now and yeah. not the song that I already wrote for this segment. Right. And the words on this diary, on Maggie's diary, the book is not called Maggie. It's called Maggie. Perfect. Always. Pressure. God, it's cool. You know what one word stands out in that to me and troubles me? What? Always. Always. Is yeah. she eternal? It does seem like that, right? Always. Perfect. Always. She's perfect. She's perfect. We know She's that. She's great. I really like her. Yeah. She's always, right? She is eternally and always has been. Right. And she is pressure. <laughs> she is pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But what we like to do, I don't know if we need to take any cues from this other than that we should have three words. But what we like to do is we kind of go back over our day. So here's how I feel like the structure works on this. Unless you have the structure figured out for this one. Um, no, I hadn't really given it much thought. Okay. I think the way this works is it's an Ed Sheeran song. <laughs> okay. And then it's a Bon Jovi song. Okay. Oh, and then it's uh, David Bowie and, then and it's Queen. David Bowie. Well, it's Queen song. Queen song. Let's just say Queen. Queen. Feet. David okay, Bowie. great. But I'm going to need to have those words then describe my day. You need to find a song title by Ed Sheeran that describes your day, okay. a song title by Bon Jovi that describes your day, and a song title by Queen that describes your day. I just Googled Ed Sheeran songs that describe my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Which in luck, is... buddy, because he's a very <laughs> relatable song songstress. Okay, so list of Ed Sheeran songs. I think I literally said one of these song titles today. Oh, here's one. This one fits me perfect. Okay. What, so you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So you can tell me a little bit about your day if you like, or tell me about the song first, or, and then tell me how it fits your day. Well, there's a song title that I mm-hmm. feel like fits my sort of day and, and life very well, and Ed, Ed Sheeran's okay. song title. Yeah. Which is um, Beautiful People. Okay. I think that's a Marilyn Manson song. Well, it's also... And you've accidentally been looking at Marilyn Manson. Okay, and you can also do a Marilyn Manson song if you want. Okay. So beautiful people. Beautiful And how does that fit your day? Well, I'm just, you know, look at me. Right? Okay. Beautiful people. Yeah. So my first term is beautiful people, period. Okay. And then what's the next one? Bon Jovi. Always. By Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Um... God, Bon Jovi has a lot of bad songs. Don't you dare. I got one. <laughs> okay. Living in sin, baby. Okay, and that and what happened today that made you kind of uh Um, I guess I just sort of rejected the notion of uh God. <laughs> okay, wow, so big day for you today. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about it after. <laughs> 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 no wonder you you seem really shell shocked and yeah. I was trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. I thought it was just cuz you had like had like a bunch of meetings at the end of the day. But it's I did because have that you, too, but... at some point it, the day started you looked in the mirror and you're like, that's a beautiful people right there. God is dead. And, and then you're like, you know what else? <laughs> I'm not so sure <laughs> that there's like an all-encompassing power that like controls our lives and looks down on us. Yeah. Okay. And then your third one is... Queen. queen. Okay. Um, 
don't stop me now because okay. I did put in a full like nine hour workday and I'm yeah. got home and now I'm here podcasting. So don't yeah. stop me now because I have to okay. work all the time. <laughs> yeah. God is dead. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm at the um, uh, Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah. And I'm a precocious tween. Yep. And something jumps out at me. Yep. And it's a book, and it's got like kind of an edgy cover. And it's you. You got your headphones on, mm-hmm. and you're pointing at the camera. Yeah. You got a big grin. And in like cool, like handwriting font in italics, it says, Beautiful people living in sin. Don't stop me now. <laughs> Yeah. And I I reach right past it and I grab a nice goosebumps. Yeah. And then I find a choose your own adventure and I, t- I get like both a, of those. It's got like a clown eating a baby on the cover. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um okay, so we'll do mine. Um let's see. Okay, so I'm looking at list of songs by Ed Sheeran. Let's see what I did today. I did a content analysis. Okay. On like at any point sp- Today, while you were doing the content analysis, were yeah. you like rattling off ideas sort of out loud? Yeah, I probably did. You were I like thinking speak. and yes, like yes. kind of I, was, I do talk to myself while thoughts. I'm working. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Does, does Ed Sheeran have a song that's like like strategy memo? He's got a song called Thinking Out Loud. Okay. That's pretty good. At any point today, were you homesick for England? Uh, No. Okay. He's got a song called "Take Me Back to London." Oh no! What about "Antisocial"? Okay, did you? Well, you and I are spending time together. Yeah, but for most of today, I was holed up with an Excel spreadsheet by myself. So I'm going to choose "Antisocial." Okay. Um, and then I'm looking at a list of songs recorded by Bon Jovi. Yep. Is there something about that's like about bath time? "Slippery When Wet" was the name of an album. I'm, there maybe was a song. Oh, Cyril cried in the bath. A teardrop to the sea. Okay. A teardrop to the sea. You think that your sewage drains to the sea? Well, it's 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 a metaphor. You don't think that works? It's okay. Okay. Did you sleep with a uh, escort today? Uh, no. Shit. I'm gonna say no regrets. Okay. You don't regret a single bit of today. There's nothing no. you did today that you regret. I finished the entire content analysis and I bathed my child. Okay. No regrets. And then list of songs recorded by Queen. And this is, should be nice and easy. Um, cool Cat. Oh, yep. Yep. That checks I, out. I did hang out with my- You hung out with a cat. Cool Cat. Cool. Jenkins. That checks out. So you're at the Scholastic Book Fair. Yep. And? I am looking for books with sex in it, obviously. <laughs> and I see this book called- Jack, and I'm intrigued because I know that Jack is... Jack in it. Could be Jack in it. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, hmm, I'll look at this. Okay. And I look at the cover, and it says, Jack, book one. Mm-hmm. Or three? Jack, diary three. Jack, diary three. Antisocial. No regrets. Cool cat. Hell yeah. Fuck that yeah. That does Fuck sound yeah. good, actually. Yes. That's probably a sex in it. It's a, it's a pivot. Yeah. For me, from my from what I went into the book fair looking for, yeah. But I'm not p- 
pissed about it. And then you get home and you're like, you're flipping through to find that like the sex scene that this like cool antisocial dude has no regrets about. Yeah. And you realize that it's about a guy who like got up at 8.30 and did a content analysis for like seven hours <laughs> and then successfully bathed his child and said hello to his cat before going to a podcast yeah. recording. But Which is interesting. It's fine, it's fine, it's, it's fine. It's very interesting. Yeah. Day in the yeah. life of a content professional here. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and let's talk about uh, this band some more and the band practice and Maggie Bloom. I'd love to. And we'll also talk about um, Fatal Judgment, won't we? <laughs> yes, we will. Okay. All right, we'll bye. be right back. Bye. Do you – who drew that? Who drew that? Isn't it good? What is it? It's oh, no, f- you're not supposed to say what is it. Yeah. You're supposed, you're supposed to, to say, oh, it's so lovely. No, I don't think you're even supposed to praise it. Oh, you're not supposed to praise it? You're supposed to say like – what were you trying to do here? <laughs> that seems mean too, though. I think you're supposed to like start. You're supposed to like give them the start of the prompt. Like, oh, that's such a great. I can't remember. I because ca- I ran into it today when he. So it's a it's a picture that Cyril has drawn, mm-hmm. and it's fine art. But I was like, I immediately do you mean it was fine like, fine art, like fine art, or do you mean like it's fine? No, like the former. Okay. So much so that I, I have like one of those TVs that like displays art when it's not displaying TV. And so I've put it up as the art that it displays. The people we're in our nanny share with have that TV, and they have it hung up on their wall as though it's art. And it honestly, like, surprised me when they invited us to their Halloween party. And, like, the piece of art that's always on their wall started playing TV. (laughs) It's so cool. Yeah, my neighbors got it, and I got super jealous of it. And we waited a year, and eventually I just, like, couldn't live without it. Um, Have I told you about what happens with me and Cyril and this particular thing? No. Every morning, Cyril and I, or Cyril and Mama, depending on who gets him up, will change the art together. And he like selects it. And the way that he does it is he goes and he looks at the TV and he looks at it and then he turns around and he goes, this art is too bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll pick one. I'll be, I'll pick like a Van Gogh or something. And he'll be like, this art is too bad. (laughs) And we just do that. Starts talking. Till we find a good one. I feel like he's going to have a lot of rad opinions about shit. This picture that Cyril brought home today, I like, I immediately, I was like, oh, that's great. And I was like, I think I read some book where you're not supposed to say that, but whatever. Um, But I asked him what it was, and he says it's a fish in a boat. Fish is in the boat? No, it's a fish and a boat. What do you think? It's highly abstract. So here's the thing about art. Yeah. Every artist's (laughs) work... Yeah. Regardless of intent is open yeah. to interpretation by the audience. Yeah. And everyone can get what they need and want out of the art. Did you get a boat and a fish? I don't get a boat and a fish. I get a prairie. <laughs> I get a prairie full of columbines. <laughs> okay. That's and there's beautiful. a creek. It yeah. reminds me of home. That's gorgeous. I'll tell Cyril. I'm not going to wake him up, but I will let him know. Okay. Um, and this has been uh, Dead talk. talk. Dead Talk. Dead Talk. And it's been dad talk. We talk about being dads. And art. And art. And it's this has been art talk. In a lot of ways, it was both. Jack, I am so fired up. Yeah. Cha- there's no chapters in these books. Mm-hmm. They just have dates and, and um, times. Yeah. Because it's, it's a diary. Yeah, it's a diary. And Maggie does it on her power book. 
Hell which yeah. Is cool. And she brings it in the car. When she like sneaks car. out of her dad's premiere for Fatal Judgment, she brings her a I laptop. imagine it's one of those um, translucent blue and white like MacBooks. Mm. Hell yeah. That were like very popular back then. Damn, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Chapter one. It's a, it's the very beginning of the book. Okay. Sunday, November 9th, 10.43 a.m. God, that is sad. No, sad isn't the word. Bad. That's what it is. Bad. Awful. Whoever told me I could be a songwriter? No one. Just myself. And I was wrong. Hmm. Open road. Integrated. Integrated media. Media. Work with me here. Work with both of us. It's the first thing in the book. Did you look in your book? Did you look in your fucking book? Because it's how the book starts. And apparently, There's Maggie Bloom wrote a fucking song for us and uploaded a PDF of it for us. Yeah. And it's just, it ain't there, buds. I, you're so much smarter than me because I saw that too. And I was like, this is a really weird start. <laughs> it's like just like in medias res. Integrate <laughs> Orem. Orem. It ain't there, buds. It's not there. And I know we've already done the Orem segment tonight, but I, I was looking at my notes and I felt the the icker, the the rage icker rise in my gall. What's what are what's the icker contained in? Well, th- well, it was your bile probably rose. My bl- my bile rose. Your bile got out there, didn't it? In my gallbladder. Is that's an actual thing? Yeah. What holds? Bile. Gallbladder. Yeah. Ugh. The gall of these fucking people. Jane Friedman and Jeffrey Sharp is their name. Not too they're sharp. From New York City. Not too and sharp. Not too free, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and they're hotshot publishers from New York City who fucking got too big for their britches and they started Open Road Integrated Media. More like... Uh, cutting corners integrated media. That's great. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. Open road, more like cutting corners. Orim. Orim. Oh, really? It's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's what we say about them now. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, and what happened? You took the picture out of the book, and we'll never know what Maggie's main you poem took the, was. The, the poem out of the book, or the song. Song. You took the heart out of We Heart Kids Club. You took the heart out of We Heart Kids Club, and uh, very upset at Um, Jack, I'm gonna des- yeah. I'm gonna describe something okay. from the book to you. Okay, great, perfect. Um, and I want you to tell me what I'm describing. Uh-huh. Horrible, horrible night. Dad is in the studio. Mom is all upset. Pilar may have quit working for us. Zeke is in the dumps. He's also in the doghouse. Okay? Okay. And then the second passage here, Mm -hmm. and I think you're going to start picking up what I'm laying down. Okay. Outside of my room, I heard the sounds of total chaos. Dad is rampaging around. He can't find his gold cufflinks. Mom is yelling at Zeke because he has chewed up the cuffs on his oh. Brooks Brothers shirt. Okay. And I guess I was yeah. trying to figure out throughout this book whether or not Zeke was Maggie's brother or Maggie's dog. Dog. That's a great – and I think it's left kind of open-ended for a reason. 
she, it's Anne and and maybe Pete. Probably Pete. Yeah, thanks Orem for erasing Pete from this book because you've left us just completely unmoored. Are trying and and uh, and I'm not I'm not trying to get too worked up at Orem right now. Yeah, because I don't yeah. think it's going to make for very good audio. But like, if Orem had given us a little bit more of a hint on who wrote this book, yeah. I might have an answer as to whether or not Zeke is a dog or a human. I know Nola writes these. Right. Well, maybe that's what it's Peter and are just are are if you'll excuse the expression, throwing a bone to Nola because they know she's going to come in and pick up on a later book, and so they're like, let's just leave it open ended. Okay. Whether Zeke's a boy or a talking dog, I still don't know. And we have two more of these books to read, and maybe it'll it'll become two a more Maggie apparent. And uh, do you think that these books are like? In the same world as the other diaries, or do you think they're like self-contained? Well, we know the answer to that because Maggie talked about how annoyed she was with Sonny this week oh, right. because she was always off, like with Carson flirting with this beach boy and talking about on the road. Right. Sonny sounds a little bit insufferable, and Dawn is insufferable in this book. Dong, Do- Dawn. Did I say Dong or Dawn? I I I can't tell the difference. There's a character called either Dong or Dawn. <laughs> And she's insufferable in this book. She's just like, you should fucking quit the band to go to your dad's premiere. Oh, yeah. She's got all the wrong opinions. Fatal Judgment? Who wants to see that? Oh, well, I would. Uh, yeah, and I, and I also good. would go and see Zeke it. And it sounds like it. They, they went to the trouble of like reshooting a bunch of scenes because it like it like bombed in a focus group. Yeah. So you know they like- They care. Put a lot of love into it's it. passion. Yeah, it's like the Sonic people. Like, we all hated them, and now we... <laughs> now we're all fucking psyched about it. <laughs> now we're just, like, amped. I'm not going to lie. I am genuinely... Every time I see, like, a new bit of, like, Sonic media, I'm just like, I'm okay. going to see this. Yeah. I'm probably going to see okay. this and enjoy it. <laughs> That's perfect. You know what? Next time I come to New York, instead of doing a live show, let's just you and I... We'll just... We'll make our intentions see the Sonic clear movie. about when yeah. and where we're going to go see Sonic and just invite <laughs> all of Baby Nation to come watch Sonic with us. That's good. So I had here's here's a question for you. Yeah. I had a number of what I'm going to call Larange's moments in this book. And should we call it Larange's moments? If we don't, can we get to the bottom of I think whether it's, too it's ambiguous? Pete? Can we get to the bottom of whether it's P? I mean, I mean do you want to DM him? Primary source. Yeah, we could just ask Pete. I'm going to shoot him a okay. DM. Okay, shoot him a DM. Last time we DM'd with him, we asked him for a favor, and he did not follow through with it. So, but he was nice about it. It like it broke Tanner. We asked him to send us an audio thing for our hit podcast, Daddy Eats Cat Food, and he was like, "Uh, okay," and then he just didn't, which is fine, and I wouldn't. Uh, so, okay, so pull up Pete's DM. I think it's important that we get it from the horse's mouth. And we're going to workshop this together. You've got the DMs open. Is he, does he still follow us or is he like quietly blocked us? No, he's, he still follows us. Okay. We still have DM access. Okay. So we'll start with a, an apology. We could write a poem. Oh, I think that would be, uh, given our last exchange, I think I'm going to yeah. keep this one on the level. Pretty okay. on the level. Yeah. Okay. All right. So have you got your DMs open for Pete? For I've Pete? got my DMs open. I'm saying, hey, Pete. I, maybe I should say Peter. <laughs> Um, maybe something uh, even more formal. Good evening. Good evening, Peter. Peter. Okay. Yeah. Good evening, Peter. Um, sorry to bother you at such a late hour. Oh, it is nine thirty. Yeah. Sorry to bother you at, at such, such a late hour. I'll cut to the chase. I'll cut to the chase. 
Open Road Integrated Media. And we do want to invoke them here, huh? Well, that's scary, and maybe we shouldn't. I mean, I'm sure they're signing paychecks for him, you know? Yeah, okay. All right, so let's let's keep them out of it because we don't want to get him in trouble. We de- That's the last thing we want. We just read a... Uh, uh, How about this? Our podcast has moved on to the California Diaries. Well, let's just... Here's a more elegant way of saying that. We just read a fascinating novel. Or should we say scintillating? I would say yeah. scintillating. We just read a scintillating novel called California Diaries, comma, Maggie, Diary One. Perhaps uh-huh. you've heard of it? Maybe you've heard of it? I'm going to keep it slightly more casual, or should I say okay. perhaps? No, that's fine. Maybe you've heard of it? Question mark? Uh-huh. And then we'll just give him a brief reminder of the plot, because it's probably been... Sometime. Sometime, if he did write it. 30 years. In it, Maggie Bloom auditions to be backup singer in Vanish. Maybe you've heard of them? Question mark? Band <laughs> called <laughs> Vanish. Maybe you've heard of them? Question uh-huh. mark? They've written such songs as Calico Rat Love Blues, Fallen Angel, Hook Shot, and Hey, comma, down there. And to, uh, to remind me, do you put the comma in or outside the parentheses? Um, you'll put or the, the comma. Uh, the quotation marks. American style is inside the quotation marks. Okay. Our question to you is this, Colin. Uh-huh. Did you write it? Did you write this book? Because they left your name off of it. I don't want him to think that. Oh, he, th- did he write those songs? Yeah. Well, if he wrote the book, he did write the songs. That's true. But that, but say, did you write this book? Question mark. The digital ebook. Mm-hmm. We've purchased. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. With our actual money. With actual? No, that's going to make it sound like we didn't actually do that. Yeah, and we did. <laughs> makes it sound a very nice person offered to give me their ebook copies, but it's too makes late. it unclear. Who who originally wrote this? Who originally novel. authored this book? That's perfect, and that's great, and it's like fathered. Was it you? Please tell us we were dying to know, and then we could say like, "No worries if not." I always like to end an email with "No worries if not." <laughs> Do you want to hang out tonight? No worries if not. No. How about this? No worries if you're preoccupied, or no worries if you're busy. Yeah, and then I'll do a winky face. I think that's k- kind of sexually suggestive. I don't think it has to be. It it leaves a lot open to interpretation. Because you can be doing anything, right? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Good evening, Peter. Sorry to bother you at such a late hour. We j- I just and this is I'm reading something I just sent Peter Larangis. Okay. Oh, you hit send. Yeah. Okay. So Good evening, it's... Peter. Sorry to bother you at such a late hour. We just read a scintillating novel called California Diaries, called Maggie Diary One. Maybe you've heard of it? Question mark. In the novel, Maggie Bloom auditions to be a backup singer in a band called Vanish. Maybe you've heard of them? Question mark. <laughs> they wrote Calico Rat Love Blues, Fallen Angel, Hookshot, and Hey Down There. Our question is this: Colin, did you write this book? The digital <laughs> ebook we've purchased makes it unclear who originally authored this book. Was it you? Please let us know. We are currently recording, so we'll probably read your response on the podcast. No worries if you're busy. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, and we'll just wait for. And hopefully, we'll get a response. And so, we just, should we just wait now, or should we talk while we wait? Or you think we should kill time? What if he never gets back to us? <laughs> okay, well, so we can't do. Well, any I know Lorenz- one thing we can do while we wait. What? Yeah, and Jack gets this. <gasps> <laughs> Sunny Murray.
it's our bird of the week, and it's sunburned because it's on the beach. Mm-hmm. And Maggie did get a sunburn, didn't she? Uh, not Maggie, sorry. Sunny did get a sunburn, last didn't week. she? Last week. Cause she, and she still has it because it looks like she's still going back to the beach in search of Carson. But he's probably moved on. He's a drifter. His parents He's a drifter. Him. He's probably in like San Diego or Santa Barbara now. He's on the road. And I think we established that he is a car and he's the son of a car. And he's probably driving somewhere. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's canon. <laughs> then that's canon. And so he's a car. You're not going to find him. It's one Probably of the a fresh coat of paint. The things that you would have previously qualified as a Larangers moment. Mm-hmm. Could one of them possibly be yeah. a burn? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. There's one burn that is also very Larangus. But there are a number of burns in this book, which also makes me think it might be it's Larangus, at least Larangus adjacent. If Anne wrote this, she was on the phone with Pete the whole way through. Okay. Let me tell you that. I'll much. warn you now if yeah. Pete does get back to us by the time we're yeah. done recording, yeah. you and I have some fucking work to do. And I hope you're prepped for that. In what sense? Well, we would have to pen and sing yeah. a Larangus moment theme song. Yeah. Set to the and tune we only of a, have a mid to late nineties classic. Eighteen minutes left. Right. Yeah. So, um, is that something you're you're prepared for? I'm always prepared for that. Why don't you tell me your best burn that you found in this book? It's where we talk about what the burns were. Well, there's one very great burn. Yeah, there's a great one. There's a lot of good burns. There's a lot yeah. of like very subtle and biting and witty burns that maybe if you're at like a cocktail party, this is the kind of thing you bring up, but. I'm, that's not what I'm going to do here. Okay. What I'm going to do here is talk about the classic American bread and butter steak and potatoes burn. Okay. I know what you're talking I I could tell just from looking through my list of burns which one is calling out and singing out to you right now because I've just – it's just jogged my memory and I can see – I can see one that you – you're like uh, a disuse tied to the <laughs> mast <laughs> because you wanted to hear it. Even though you knew it was dangerous, and it is the song is so beautiful and so bright and so luminescent that you're straining at your ropes, but all the other sailors have their have like plugs in their ears and they're deaf to your cries. But you break the ropes anyway, and you're reaching out for it. And let's hear the burn that you could not resist, Tanner. What was it? I still haven't decided on a look. It may not matter. I may not be able to sing on Tuesday anyway. I still have a note on my throat. I don't know what that means exactly, but towards the end of the rehearsal tonight, I was totally hoarse. And James said, you sound like you have a node. <laughs> he said I have to get a lot of sleep, drink tea with honey, and not speak under any circumstances. Well, that made tonight's dinner a little difficult, and it is um, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. I pointed to what I needed. I wrote See, messages. if this was a Babysitter's Club book, we would have had a fucking parade. Right, yeah, yeah. But th- this is we like... We would have known it's Thanksgiving because we would have had a parade. All we know about Thanksgiving is that, like, Maggie is, like, preoccupied during Thanksgiving dinner because she's, like, got, like, Battle of Bands coming up. Yeah. I pointed to what I needed. I wrote messages. I claimed I had laryngitis. And I went, you know what? Hmm. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is Pete because who else would, like, put their own name in, like, their own signature? Yeah. I have laryngitis. <laughs> And do you have laryngitis? <laughs> That's Pete. That's he doesn't even need to respond to us. He's, That's he's Pete. signed the book here. Everybody here has laryngitis, right? Or or it's Anne. 
And Anne is secretly saying that she's got laryngitis. She's got laryngitis. <laughs> Lar- la- laryngitis. Yeah. That's good. And if he does respond, do tell him that, that we, we, we're on to him. And yeah. we, know, we know about laryngitis now. I wrote messages. I claimed I had laryngitis. I drank a quart of orange juice. Luckily, mom and dad aren't home. Dad's still at the office and mom's at a dinner party. Pilar's back, though. Yay. And seemed amused. She called me Harpo. Zeke called me Fardo and thought he was being quite clever, but I ignored him. And the, the song becomes deafening. <laughs> and even the sailors who have the plugs in their ears they can hear start it. to feel strangely they compelled. They heard Fardo and they're just like, Ugh. And turn the ship towards the rocks to get another taste of that beautiful sound. Yeah. Fardo. And and that's gorgeous. And I I thought you might like that burn. Yeah. Okay, here's my burn. And this is here's what I'll say about this burn. It's the type of burn, Tanner, that might give you laryngitis. Okay. <laughs> you might get laryngitis from this burn. Let's I'm, just say I'm that. Staring at this DM of that I sent to Pete. He is it's it remains unread. Unread. Yeah. So he's learned. So in the past, he just left you on red. Yeah. Last time we reached out to him, there was like a long period where he had read it and didn't respond. I would say there's a long period. It was um, November 1st until now, tonight. <laughs> well, and, I, and possibly beyond tonight. <laughs> I think he's going to want to claim ownership. If he wrote this, yeah, he's going to want to claim ownership. I should have said something about how much we loved it, because we did love it. We loved it. Yeah. Uh, but what if it's not him? If it's Anne, then he'd get jealous. He'd be like, oh, fuck you. I think that signature, I think signing it yeah. lar- with the laryngitis thing. Okay. Well, l- l- here's what I'll say. The bird I'm about to read to you gave me laryngitis. Okay. It's uh, Maggie talking about Sonny. I'm sorry. I'm in no mood for her today. At her locker, she had the nerve to tell me I needed to take a walk on the wild side. I wanted to say, yeah, when pigs fly, she can walk on the wild side. She can drop out of school and run away. She can do whatever she wants. Where's she going to end up? What's she going to do for a living? What's she going to put on a job resume? Many years experience wild side walking? I think saying to someone, take a walk on the wild side is kind of cool. Yeah. Saying when pigs fly is not cool, but saying like, what are you going to do with that experience? Put on on your resume. That's cool. That is cool. That's cool. You've hired people. I've I've hired many people. Some of them went on to be very successful people. Yeah. I heard one woman who talked about how much her cat farts, and I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, you're at a job interview, and you're, you won't stop talking about how much your cat farts. So that's that siren song again for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you got it, kid. If you picked up a resume and it said many years – it doesn't even say the number. It just says many years experience wild side walking. I would at least bring him in for an interview. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's definitely right? him, huh? I said bring <laughs> them in for an interview. <laughs> God forbid a woman should apply for a job. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to talk about, Tanner, before we oh leave? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, I did have, I guess, I had more burns, but I don't know whether to call Lorraine's moments now, and I don't know if that even counts. So yeah. I, I I don't know. And and Pete's not getting back to me, and I'm I'm lost Pete? in the woods now, and I'm a, I'm a fawn. 
You know, I'm a fawn, and my mother's been shot by Pete. And okay, uh, you want to talk about that? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I've got nothing. You got nothing. I got so much. I've got so much, and yet so little because I don't know. I'm well, so ill-informed. I'm so ill-equipped for this right now. Let me ask you, know? you this question, then, Tanner. Yeah. Did you ever, at this point, have as what the kids these days are saying the experience of a hashtag swing? Hashtag swing. And it's this hashtag swing now. We're not worthy. Uh, yeah, and we're, we're not, not worthy, worthy. Uh, of your praise and adulation for having come up with this concept ourselves. Swing is what we. It's like a onomatopoeia. Right. For a boner sound. My so-called babies, you know when you get boners? <laughs> yeah. Or you know when, if you're not someone with a male phallus? Yeah. Do you know when you're around someone who does get a boner? Yes. You know how you can kind of hear, like a, it's soft, but it's there. Yeah. It's like, swing, swing. As it kind of like yeah. pops up. And it's like, what if that was a hashtag? Right. If What if that was a hashtag? Yeah. What if that were a hashtag, I should say. Um, and were there any moments in this book that made you want to say hashtag swing and kind of put it all over social media and then probably the hashtag PSCC podcast hashtag Tanner not gonna be a lot of room for content I guess James is pretty dreamy James is dreamy I like I don't know not dreamy enough for me to like get a a boner so sudden that it like cuts through the wind I got a couple and they're mostly like a samurai sword Oh, okay. That's cool. Like, shing. And he, it feels like the the universe itself has been cut in twain. Right. It's so sharp. Right. Not one of those. I did have one of those for Justin Randall. Okay. And Justin Randall, okay, here's the deal. Let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. I think that Justin Randall likes Maggie Bloom. Well, we know he does. He He reveres her. How do you know that? Oh yeah, we know that we know from, that he's from okay. the the Dawn books. Let's tr- yeah, yes, from the Dawn book, and we'll try to tread carefully here. But she falls into a pool, and her and her heaving. Okay, uh, I'm 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 treading carefully. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm choosing my words very carefully. You already like said I'm, heaving. It's like yeah. I'm. It's a sh- it's a shallow pool with like rocks. Stepping stones, and some of the stepping stones are actually turtles, you know? And it's like... You've got those infrared goggles on, and you can see the lasers. Yeah. Heaving. Yes. Okay, and now you just pa- you've paused now. I Because uh, I think starting with I heaving... I want to say chest genitals, and I know that's not no, right. You said chest genitals before, and that was... That was... And I couldn't remember if that was right or wrong. <laughs> Let's move past it, and, and here's... Can I take a run at it? Yeah. Okay. So Maggie Bloom. Yes. And be careful. Fell into a pool. Is this the same pool with the stepping stones and the turtles or a different one? I don't know. <laughs> I'm lost. And it's Miss Krug- it's a Miss Kruger's house. Freddie Freddie's wife. Right, Freddie Kruger's wife. And as she gets out, Justin Randall catches a sight of her, her heaving chest genitals. Yeah. <laughs> I think it it's it's a question <laughs> of context. Yeah. Because when you say it in a sentence quickly, it sounds yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way you do it. Yeah. And I've had media training, and that's the difference. Sounds, it sounds like you're a, you're like a medical professional, you know? Like, yeah. oh, it's her heaving chest genitals. Yep. And so th- we know that he is in awe of her. Yeah. And he says, whoa. And that's what happened whoa. in book one. I'm glad yeah. we've revisited that. And uh, 
And, uh, but so we know that he's interested, but we don't know if he like likes her, but I think he like likes her. I think he's starting to. Let me read you this passage. I sidled over the keyboard. I took a deep breath. I nodded to Bruce, and he started the bass line again, for real. Looking out into the crowd, I saw a sea of eyes like little lanterns staring at me. And then I recognized two of those lanterns. They belonged to Justin Randall, and they were trained on me. My fingers weighed about three tons. They stayed on my lap when I was supposed to begin playing. Bruce vamped on the bass for another four measures. I closed my eyes and thought about the song. Nothing but the song. The song that I had written with Justin Randall in mind. Why do you look at me the way you do? When I opened my eyes, all I could see was Justin. As if the whole audience had merged into one face. That's actually kind of creepy now that I think it's about like it. It's like Modoc. Yeah. <laughs> That's creepy now that I think about it. Yeah. I had initially thought of um, in a station of the Metro. Okay. And I thought of Modoc, the the guy from Marvel Comics, who's just like a big face. The apparition of these faces in the crowd pedals on a wet black bow. Uh huh. Ezra uh-huh. Pound. It's a different reference. We think that Ezra Pound. Was or was not talking about Modoc? <laughs> well, it was. Um, when did Modoc come out? Um, Modoc, an acronym for mental slash mobile slash mechanized organism designed only for killing, is a supervillain appearing in books published by Marvel Comics. Uh, first appearance: Tales of Suspense, ninety three, in nineteen sixty seven. Okay, this is nineteen thirteen. So I think the the but, influ- influence is probably right. I like I, he's Modoc he's not second. specifically talking about Modoc, but I think yeah. um, Jack Kirby probably drew inspiration from Pound. Okay, so Pound Ezra Pound didn't know he was talking about Modoc, but he okay. ended he up was. he was talking about Modoc, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well we'll just we'll take that as red. And speaking of taking that as red, it sounds like Pete is leaving us. On, on red. red. Here's my plan. Okay. If Peach should decide to grace us with a response, take a moment out of his fucking busy celebrity day to give something back to the fans. We'll just record some pickup audio and do it as the outro. Okay, perfect. We'll each pick our Lorenzo moment. I'll record a quit song. Great. Okay. Yeah. We bought you as hey, Pete. If you're listening, and I know you are. Yeah. We bought you as much time as we fucking could, man. Yeah. It's How been dare you? exactly. 22 minutes. 22 minutes since we Pete. sent you that. What the DM. fuck are you doing? God, man. Fucking celebrities. Fucking celebrities. He's probably like smelling his own feet. I should have Hercules go get you sent. Yeah. Pete! <laughs> you got some of his socks, right? Pete, did you write Maggie one? <laughs> Give Hercules a sock, throw him out into the Brooklyn winter. Yeah. And I bet he'll come back faster than Pete has gotten back. Yeah, to us. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to leave and go. Yes. Um, and what I'd like to do is leave and to go. And first of all, to thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me. Mm-hmm. And I would like to not thank Pete Larangis. Well, I don't want to get on his bad side. 
Okay. Thank you to Pete Larangis for being an inspiration and a guiding light of my life. And I want to thank Modoc. And thank you to Modoc with your big face. He had a big face and a big personality. Thank you to Ezra Pound. <laughs> thank you to Ezra Pound. Not your politics, but yes to your poetry. Oh, is he problematic? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. I guess I should say this then, too. Yeah. Thank you to Tolkien, not for your politics, but for your prose. Oh, that's funny. And Politics and Prose is the name of a bookstore in D.C. Okay. And it's that interesting. Um, but Modoc, we've thanked, right? Yes. Uh, let's just do it again, just okay. for coverage. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Modoc. <laughs> Thank you, Modoc. What does he do? Is he bad? He's bad. He's just kind of a big face, and he shoots lasers out of his head. I'm also thinking of the face of Bo in uh, Doctor Who. Oh, maybe sure. That's yeah, what yeah, she's yeah. referring to. Could be. And should we say? And thank you to the and thank you to the face of Bo. Yeah. And I love you, and I kiss you, baby nation, and my so-called babies. And what we like to do is say goodbye and to leave and. Please do remember to subscribe to our Patreon. It's wonderful, and it's about the little sister books, and we sing the descriptions, and uh, you can get a whole new show every week for just $5 a month. It is a great way to support our work and keep us doing what we're doing. We put a lot of love and effort into it, and we are very grateful to the people who have already subscribed. Please do join the growing nation of elite babies and subscribe over at patreon.com slash podcast. And I just want to quickly clarify. Yeah. They're not physically growing. The what? Or I assume most of them are not physically growing. They're not like expanding in size. What is you said the growing audience? Oh yes, okay, yeah. And I just want to clarify, they're not like getting yeah. physically bigger that we know of. I mean, unless they're children and they're like literally growing, but like they're not like yeah. expanding or like yeah. growing okay. in Thanks. height. And I appreciate that. Yeah, and buy the merch. Okay, thank you. That was what I was hoping you would say. Bit.ly/bscc merch. Yeah, we got stickers, we got shirts, we got a tote, we got pins. It's good. Anything a growing body would need. Yes. Um, And please join our Facebook group. It's so fun in there. And that is growing. The group is growing. Uh, It's called Baby Nation. You can find it by going to our Facebook page. And when you say the group is growing, do you mean the the Facebook group is growing? Do you mean that the people in the group are physically growing? I think both. In size. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's worrying. Yeah. (laughs) But also wonderful. Um, And you can join it by What if they become too big? Yeah, and that is a concern. Like 100 feet high. Yeah, and there won't be room for you in the group before long, so you should join now. Okay, that's a good good insight. Yeah, this group is expanding to fill the space. Right. Uh, it's called Baby Nation, and you can go to our fan page, which is called Babysitter's Club Club, but the real action happens in the Baby Nation Facebook group, and it's fun, and it's good. Rate and review our show on iTunes. This week, we read a novel that was called California Diaries Number 3, Maggie. Perfect. Always. Pressure. Next week, we're going to be reading a book called California Diaries, book number four, Amalia. Ooh. Amalia's a new friend, and I'm surprised that she gets her own book. Love. Not. (laughs) Fucking got me. (laughs) Yeah, I got you, didn't I? You're like, oh, Amalia falls in love. Not. Not. Okay. That's a poor rat. (laughs) <laughs> and it's Borat. She's doing a Borat thing. And what did Pete get back to us? Pete has not gotten back to us. Okay, thanks, Pete. So thanks, Pete. My name is Jack Shepard. My name is Diana Greenring. Maggie is playing with Vanish now. 
And the way she sings, you would think that bands had just been invented. Hey, uh, Baby Nation, it's Tanner. Um, I am on my way to work this morning, but I checked my DMs, and I sure enough have a new DM from Peter Larangis. He sent it at 1.32 a.m., and he says, let's see here, let me get his exact language right, because I don't want to misspeak for Peter. He says, hi, yes, I did. Uh, And again, the question was, did you write California Diary number three, Maggie, book one. Um, so, I guess without further ado, um, <clears throat> kind of sorry, I am on the streets in New York City because it is, uh, you know, uh, morning on my way to work after having recorded last night. Uh, Call him Sweet Pete. We are his fans. He makes us laughs. He dances like a nymph, he's like Leon and M's payroll. Call him Sweet Pete, architect's world's nipple deep with you. It's giving me a thrill like waves we crash in his sweet sea. This is Larangis. This is Larangis. This is Larangis. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Larangis. And he makes us bust. And that, by bust, I mean like bust up with laughter, not like bust, you know. So um, anyway, here's my Larangis moment. Um, it's from Maggie Book One. Uh, let's see here. When she was the old Sunny, I never minded her starry-eyed attitude about the movie business. She thought it was so cool that we had intercoms in every room, infrared burglar sensors, the landscaped pool, movie people visiting the house all the time, and my private at-home lessons. Never mind that the alarms go off by themselves in the middle of the night, or that Dad holds loud poolside meetings outside my bedroom window, or that I have to play piano all the time for strangers in power suits, or that Dad's mood swings go up and down in the box office grosses. And so does mom's drinking. I even showed Sonny that pathetic photo of me as a newborn with the words, a Hayden Bloom production taped to my bassinet. She thought that was cool, too. So that's my Lorenzo's moment. Uh, he really crafted this world. It's so beautiful. And then there's a great joke in there about Maggie's producer dad putting uh, Bloom production on her crib. Uh, Jack, I'll throw it over to you. Thanks for that great Lorangi's moment, Tanner. When I heard the news that Sweet Pete had graced us with a response, I was not in a position to record myself, but I have been able to find an online voice generator that sounds almost exactly like me, so I doubt anyone will notice the difference. My Lorangi's moment was when Sonny tells Maggie that Justin Randall played the gentleman visitor in last year's high school production of The Glass Monastery, and Maggie is too polite to point out that the character was actually the gentleman caller and the play was The Glass Menagerie. Ha 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 ha. Classic Pete. Bye now. That was a headgum podcast.